Welcome back to our podcast. This is our second podcast. Um, so we're here today with Michael Maloco and Kieran, who is our senior valuer. So we're just here today. We're just going to have a wee chat with Kieran, see what his day-to-day job's like, what he does, um, and kind of what's coming up. He's been super busy, so he's in and out of the office all the time. So it's just to kind of see what's been going on and get his thoughts on everything just now. Sure. Uh, thanks, Lauren. Um... Well, I'm sure if you ask the office what I do, um, they'd probably say not very much. Um, but uh, no, a typical day for most valuers, obviously the, their core role is going out to clients' houses, um, obviously assessing value, and more importantly, just obviously giving them an up-to-date idea as to where the market is. Um, obviously, we are estate agents, so we deal with marketing as well. So just giving them an idea as to the best way to market their property, Obviously, a lot of people, you know, at the time that we meet them, not exactly in a position to do anything. So we can give them some hints and tips, whether it's worth upgrading property or if it might be best just to to declutter, uh, get the property clean, tidy, presentable and uh, ready for market. Obviously, after the appointment, there's a lot of admin that goes into it as well. We'll typically send out, um, you know, our our fees to the client, uh, a little bit more about the process, about the admin side of it, about the home report. And then ultimately, if we're lucky enough that they do want to list, then obviously the listing process kicks in at that point. And that's your typical point where you're ready to get a house onto the market. So again, organising the home report, photography, video, the kind of things that you know anybody, any particular buyer would expect to see uh, when they're scrolling obviously on the ESPC, our own website or any other portals. Okay, so well... First of all, most importantly, I see you brought yourself up a cup of coffee, but you didn't bring me one. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, so, yeah, Selfish. Every, every, man, every man for himself. Every I man for himself. I made coffee this morning. Valuers have to be a little bit selfish, so uh, yeah, I do apologise. It's <laughs> okay. And uh, Ken, I have to say, I'm delighted now I know what you do. I've been paying you all these years and now I've got a good idea. Well, I've been, I've been getting away with it for 10 years, yeah. uh, so, so I'm, yeah, probably best, uh, best we know what's going on. So. Yeah, good stuff. Can I ask you an important um, aspect of the, the job? You've covered it there, and also there's bits you didn't touch upon. Obviously, you've obviously got the um, very capable um, Lauren to help you, obviously now with, with admin stuff. But in terms of all the aspects of what you do, what, what, what do you get the biggest buzz out of? Yeah, so again, obviously with, with, with my job, no day is the same. Um, you know, Obviously, we're seeing typically four or five houses a day. We're meeting different types of clients different points in their journey, different reasons for moving. Um, You know, obviously there's a bit of office work in there, but the fact that, you know, we can leave the office at 10 o'clock and we're not back to the next day. um, And obviously a lot of it is just simple, you know, discussion with clients. Um, Yeah, I'd probably say that that's probably the best aspect of it, yeah. Getting to meet other pets. Yeah, pets are good. Lots of dogs, lots of cats. Yeah, we've obviously encountered some... Maybe kind of more esoteric pets out there, yeah, but but yeah. certainly yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. And I like I like the, the the human stories and the great thing now about uh, you know about confirmed about everywhere. I'm saying the multicultural nature of it, the amount of clients we see that are from you know, originally all over the world, and you get you know, I don't know backstory and all the rest of it is it really is um, fascinating. Um, I remember years ago. Um, I posted on Facebook it was on a couple of occasions in fact um, we had a family who sold I think down in Nith Street and it, this family the home had been in their family for many many years but it came out that in the sort of 50s they had been a, a, basically in a travelling circus as a family of contortionists 
and they had a you know, pamphlet, a booklet of them folded in, folded in half and, and also balancing, the girl balancing on her father's head with just one hand. So doing a one-handed um, handstand on her father's head. It's absolutely fascinating. So yeah, you do get to meet lots and lots of interesting people. People that you probably wouldn't expect to meet no. when you're like... Yeah. Absolutely, and again, I think that's important. I think, you know, and we, we always try to say that we embody that by being passionate about property and passionate about people. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, um, it is all about people. And, you know, my own mum always used to say if I was getting you know, hung up about something needing done in the house, and she'd always say, it's a home, not a house, you know. And, and I think that's quite an important distinction. Houses are bricks and mortar, but homes are where people make memories and laugh and cry, etc., etc. So... It's, it's good to get plugged into that. Tell me, in, in terms of, obviously, we see lots of different houses and mm -hmm. lots of different states of, of repair. Um, obviously, people are normally pretty alive to the fact that, you know, if they want to achieve the best price, whatever they are in which centre of the market, um, it's best to put in a little bit of work. It's the, mm -hmm. the classic, you know, if you... Uh, um, fail to prepare, then prepare to f prepare to fail. That's right, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of little jobs that people mm -hmm. can be doing or should be doing um, to get their their um, yeah. home ready for the market, what what would be your 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 key your yeah, key tips? Sure. I mean, look, the biggest thing I always say in a meeting is, you know, eventually you will be a buyer. Put your buyer's hat on. If you went into a property and there was lots of little that were all mounting up, and it's going to take you a lot of time and effort to get it sorted, you know. We're talking, obviously, uh, painting, fixing little things here and there, whether that's internally, externally. These are the kind of things that we would always recommend that, you know, if you have the time and, and obviously the ability to do so, would obviously help, uh, not just in terms of your home report, but more importantly, in terms of, of your sellability. On the flip side of that, like we see all types of property. Um, some need a lot of work, new kitchens, new bathrooms, and some are obviously immaculate, you know, show home condition. There'll be a market for absolutely everything. We just have to obviously understand that there will be a price difference. But ultimately, a lot of the time, upgrading a bathroom and a kitchen, you'll get your money back. You'll obviously potentially move up market in terms of, of value. But a lot of the time, it is a case of what you spend, you often get back. So again, we always take each property on a case-by-case -case basis, and we would always recommend, no matter where you are, how far away you, you are, you think, from moving, gets out for a pre-sale valuation, doesn't cost you anything, just an hour of your time, and we can give you tailored advice as per uh, each property. Um, I'd love to say that there's a, you know, a, a rule for absolutely everybody, but it just doesn't work like that. You know, you just need to... I mean, you, you want to... I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I got her name wrong the last time I was speaking to, 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 to Lauren. Um, Stacey Solomon, that declutter your, your oh, house yeah. program. I, have to what, tell, I, I love that you, program. What, what did you call her, Stacey? Dooley. I call her Stacey. I've got my Stacey's mixed up. Uh, too many Stacey's. Fine, in my, Stacey's in my life, considering we've got Stacey Parker as a, as a co-director. Um, but yeah, I think decluttering. Decluttering for sure. You know, yeah. the, the, the kind of phrase I always use, and probably sick to death of, of um, hearing it, is, is clean, tidy, presentable. Yeah. You know, when you walk Absolutely. into a property, especially for photos, now, at, at the same time, you live in a house, it's a family home, we appreciate that it's not always going to be 100%. But if you can take the time and effort to just go that extra mile, get it ready, particularly yeah. for the photos, but obviously people coming in, it will make a massive difference. But, you know, it, it, yeah, clean, tidy, presentable, decluttering, it all kind of falls into the same uh, category. 
Um, but yeah, in terms of upgrades and, and that side of things, it's really going to be a case by case basis. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, Smitty, we talked about pets. I think we're all here sort of pet owners. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but, you know, you've got to make sure that you don't become nose blind and that no, you know, look, and no one else smells the, yeah, the cat yeah. and the dog. You know, we've recently... Litter trees cleared out and all that sort of thing. Yeah, so um, we've, I've recently just sold my own property. Um, I've got a big, hairy, white golden retriever. Um, he was nowhere near the house at <laughs> any time. And again, and I say this, most people in, in today's kind of uh, day and age are, are animal lovers. Yeah. But yeah, we don't want to walk into a house for it to smell a dog, for it to be hairy. Um... So yeah, that, that, that's that's that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of advice that we would certainly give. We touched sure. upon something as well last week when Lauren and I were speaking. We <laughs> talked about um, how people make um, you know quite instant decisions, something in within yep. like 20, 30 seconds about home. And I think you know the hallway um, is important. If you come into the hallway and it's just like stacked with um, you know shoes and trainers that are just like, dumped here, it tends to suggest that maybe there's a, a storage issue and all the rest of it. So I, I do think these 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 things are important. You also have to remember, you know, when, when people are, are viewing property, the average first viewing now is probably only about ten minutes. Yeah. It's a snapshot of the property. You want that viewer to leave the property with a you know a fantastic impression yeah. of of the house. And like you say, if they go in and we're tripping over shoes and there's jackets piled up everywhere and there's a dog running around and there's, you know, animal food in the kitchen that, that's kind of spilled over, these are the things that they'll remember. The house could be lovely, it could be the perfect area for them, but that will stick in their mind when they go away. Yeah. Again, to, to try another another cliche is that you only get the one chance to make a first impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, so try, try and make the best of it. Tell me, just, you know, in, in terms of the market at the moment, because obviously at the tail end of last year, there was lots of doom and gloom, obviously, yep. especially after the the Trust Quartet experiment, uh, which the markets did not like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously we felt that as people thought, right, what's happening here is interest rates soared and mortgage products were pulled and those that were available, the rates you know, went up steeply, etc., etc., and then we saw a little bit of, you know, calm returning to the market and what have you. So there was all that talk of doom and gloom. Yeah. Since the resumption of hostilities post, post-Christmas post and New Year, what would be your, your take on things, Kieran? Yeah, so it's it's been good. Um, I still think there is quite a big disconnect between what we are seeing and what the media is portraying about yeah, the property that's, market. That, that's, that's my impression as well. You know, I, I'm, I'm constantly getting uh, Apple news alerts that, you know, house prices are going to fall 15%. Quite honestly, it's just, A, we haven't seen it. Um, look, last year we were at 10% above home report. That was the market uh, going. Right now we're still sitting about 3% above home report. Is it down? Absolutely. Have valuations changed? No. People's expectations have just been realigned as to, to where people are, are, are prepared to pay now. We know obviously that an average fixed deal 18 months ago, a year ago even, would have obviously been under 2%. We now know obviously that, that it is a lot higher than that, but there is still a real lack of property on the market. It doesn't seem to be shifting anytime soon. And like any business that runs on supply and demand, demand is still extremely high. People want to move and supply is still low. So ultimately, until that dynamic changes, we would anticipate that if anything, at the worst case scenario, prices will remain where they are. As inflation hopefully comes down by the end of the year, 
if anything, you know, you bring interest rates down, there could even be growth. But certainly not the doom and gloom that, no. yeah, I think that mainstream media probably portrayed and continues in some outlets to, to kind of put it across. It, it, it sells newspapers and jaggy red curves with downward plunging arrows uh, as a graphic, as a backdrop to, you know, the news at 10 or Peston or whatever it may be, tends to grab the attention, whereas, you know, same as in all walks of life, good, you know, better news stories don't really, really seem to sell papers in the same way or, and, you know, get as many clicks media-wise. So, yeah, I mean, from my side of the desk, you know, as a, as a conveyancer and someone putting in offers, uh, you know, on a daily basis for people, um, again, still finding that everything I'm offering has to be above home report. Yeah. I mean, the chances of getting... I've tried to think if since we, we came back in January if I've managed to secure anything for under home report. I might might be a couple, but you know, given the fact that we're putting in maybe, you know, up to four, five, six offers a week, it's it's precious few. Uh, I have to say the Glasgow market seems to be particularly bonkers. Um and, and still racing ahead. They actually spoke to an agent through there who said they were seeing absolutely no downturn, no slowdown at all. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if we looked at if we looked at market stats, the the heat of the market last year, you know, we, we, we know where it was. Obviously everybody's reporting on it. Look, selling times have obviously cooled slightly, but they're still within a, a completely reasonable time frame. If we go back to 2019, you know, what we class as the last normal year before obviously things changed a little bit, you know, your average selling time would have been about four weeks and your average price compared to home report would have been just under 100, it was about 99.8%. For a market where you've had, as Michael, you know, touched on there, you had a mini budget which caused massive ripples in the market, you already had interest rates rising, you've got double digit inflation, which someone my age has, has obviously never seen before. Well, just you push your age. Yes. Just, just you play the age card. <laughs> yeah. I like to get that in there. Um, yeah. It's quite remarkable, to be completely honest with you, how buoyant the property market is. And, and we've got sellers, and we've had a lot since January. Their, their expectations, they're realistic. They have been realigned as to where the market is now. And, and if your expectations are realistic and you also take our advice, you know, I'd like to think, obviously, we are experts in that, you will get sold for a fantastic price in a reasonable time frame. Yeah. So you were talking earlier on, you said about you know, the supply and demand thing. Um, obviously, we're kind of crept up as that. I feel we're basically you know, at spring, although I did see there's meant to be some beast from the east in the first week in, 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 in March. Uh, but you know, that'll hopefully be the, uh, a short-lived phenomenon that'll be over. So we, as we move into the, the, the spring market, because the start of March obviously does mark the start of meteorological spring. Mm -hmm. um, do, do you think that we'll, the signs are that we'll see an, uh, an increase in, in supply as has normally been the case, traditionally been the case? And of course, as you've touched upon, we haven't had um, the last three years have been anything other than you know, following traditional norms. So what, what, what do you think? Look, I think conventional wisdom would suggest that you will start to see more property on the market. A lot of buyers psychologically do wait till spring. Look, you know, we, we live in Scotland, we can't predict the weather, but ultimately springtime, you do typically see, a, you know, well, obviously see longer days, we see a bit more sunshine. There is a general consensus, people are a bit more willing and happy to go and look at property, and a lot of people do 
time that, that, that they're kind of moving cycles towards though. So yes, you would expect more profit on the market. Will we get to levels where we were in 2019? No, I would. I, I just simply don't think we're at that, that stage yet, mm -hmm. which would suggest obviously that prices, if anything, will remain quite steady. Yeah. Um, and we'll wait to see what the end of the year brings. As I said, you know, inflation is heading in the right direction, obviously not as fast as, as some experts would want it to. Yeah. But you would hope that you see more profit in the market, but buyer demand will also increase. So that gap, that supply and demand gap, will, will, you know, whatever side of the fence you sit on will probably remain exactly the same. You know, you could have a cycle of, of vast sums of profit come to the market. Could that have an impact on your price? Absolutely, there's there's more um, demand out there for people. But ultimately, like we say to any client, whether we're selling or whether Michael's doing the buying side, if you're buying and selling in the same market, it's all relevant. Yeah, I mean, that's fails. You know, people think, oh, great, you know, my 100 grand house, it's gone up by 10% in value. It's worth £110,000 now, fantastic. But the house you wanted to buy at 150000 has now gone up by the same amount. It's now worth 165. You sell 110 and buy 165. The funding gap is now 55. Whereas if it remains static at 150, your funding gap was only, was only 50,000. So it's quite as that feel good factor about oh, house prices are going up. Now I'm a house owner. It actually doesn't really work in your favour. And of course, as we say across media channels. Um, Having house prices outstrip the reach of first-time buyers is ultimately, um, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy of doom because you need un you need new blood coming into the market to to underpin it to get those first-time sellers moving on up the ladder and so on and so forth. And if you starve off the lifeblood because they just cannot afford it, it becomes very very skewed and it will affect effectively eventually grind grind to a halt. Let me ask you in terms of um, you know what's hot, what's not, mm -hmm. um, and across our uh, mailing lists, um, demand is we've talked about supply and demand. Yeah. Where, where is demand great, greatest? Is it both geographically yeah. and in terms of in terms of house types? You know, in terms of, of both of, of them, and this has been the case for the last couple of years. You know, in Dunfermline, we 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 have a. a Kind of situation where obviously we have a, a lot of new build going on, we have uh you know what what we obviously call Dulwich decent expansion. We have a lot of property built within the last you know fifteen years down there, and and typically what we're finding is that the free bed market is and and remains uh one of the fastest growing and certainly highest priced markets out there. Um, we've listed a couple of free beds in the last week or so, and they're all getting fantastic interest. You can understand why. It's it's good, obviously, for uh, first-time buyers uh, coming in at those kind of levels. You know, whether that's at the lower end, at possibly, you know, 160 plus, or at the upper end of all the way up to maybe 250, something like that. Um, and again, people moving up market, whether this is your second purchase. And then we see it in downsizers as well. Mm -hmm. In terms of, obviously, location, geographically, very close to Edinburgh. With the way the world now with hybrid working, we're seeing a lot of sellers selling up in city centre of Edinburgh, moving across yeah. here, absolutely, and, and, and buying these types of homes. And again, that also brings with it, not just obviously the, the perhaps younger couples buying houses, but then you, you perhaps have mum and dad looking as well, thinking, well, we'd like to be close to grandkids. So then that also um, 
keeps the market moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be completely honest with you, as long as property is priced correctly, and there's nothing particularly strange or unique about it that could be off-putting to a buyer, we've seen pretty steady interest and, 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 and offers since we came back in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, we're constantly doing the mailing list. Like, yeah. We're always putting people on it, so yeah. people are still actively looking. Yeah, as I was saying, let's just go back to where we were started, it's that, you know, our, our experience and, you know, we, we, are, we are doing um, extreme, we are doing uh, very, very well, but obviously our nearest and dearest and our professional uh, colleagues and rivals, um, obviously many, most, other than if you're purple bricks, uh, reporting the same and having you know a strong start to the year, um, and it is the fact that what we experience is very different from what the media is mm-hmm. is is reporting. So that's been a good chat. Um, I'm feeling I need a cup of coffee, Lord, and someone didn't make me one, so. Parched, uh, parched, parched is what we are right now. I'll, I'll bring one next time. Bring one I next promise. time. Hungry and parched. Yeah. Okay. So thank investors, landlords, whatever. If there's a topic you want us to discuss, then please um, drop us a line, let us know through the usual channels and we will do our best, we will endeavour to cover it. So thanks once again. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you. Thanks.